Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports from the preps. Brumbaugh, heat check three. It looks good. It is good. Nine points for Brady Brumbaugh. He's getting hot. To the pros. Oscars come after him and block the ball. It's picked up by Hartsog. Malcolm racing to the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen. There's a drive to right off the bat of Evan Turner, and what a postseason he is having. The 21-year-old rookie with a two-run homer. And it is four to nothing, Texas. Oh, do they pick it up? Oh, they got him! Oh, what a mistake by Black Guerrero. He's signaling to the dugout. He thinks he got in. Oh, did they bail out Sonny Gray? Swing and a miss. Finally, 21 years in the making, and the Twins advance with a victory in two straight over Toronto, and they will meet. Three two. Up the middle, base hit. Perdomo is in. Carroll coming home. Freelix throw is too late. Into second goes Marte. And the Diamondbacks have taken the lead. It is 3-2 Arizona. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. And that's it. The Arizona Diamondbacks advance to the division series as they knock off the Brewers. Yeah. In the corners. And Stott drives one to right. That's deep. Good Thursday morning, everybody. We're back on the Morning Blitz on 1025 U-Rock, AM 730, Fox Sports, Tri-State. Also, of course, online, nwksradio.net and the Rockingham app. Hey, glad to be with you here on this Thursday, October the 5th. Right now, 49 to 50 degrees outside, somewhere in that range. Winds out of the northwest at around 10 miles per hour a nice cool once again fall morning for you here on this thursday uh today's program we'll be visiting with ryan gilbert of gopowercats.com uh giving us an update what's going on in kansas state football and a little update in basketball as we get closer and closer just what about a month away from uh basketball getting going uh, at the collegiate level hard to believe but it is true Uh, So he's coming up, Ryan Gilbert, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, We will have the NFL Power 5 as well. The top five games I got my eye on this week is once again the Week 5 kicks off here tonight with Thursday Night Football. A real doozy as the uh, Commanders host the Bears. Uh, Yeah, a real doozy. Probably the worst uh, franchise in the NFL right now in the Bears. And the Commanders, who I think are an upstart team this year much 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 improved offensively defensively They've always been a solid defense team with Ron Vera but with Eric Bieniemy, the former chief you know offensive coordinator going over to Washington and Sam Howell developing as a quarterback Washington has turned into something so pretty cool to see and that uh, kicks off the NFL week uh, here tonight on uh, Amazon Prime and also of course on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State will have coverage uh, with uh, Westwood One starting at 530 Mountain 630 Central Time. So that's what's going on uh, in today's program. Our first segment, though, we've got lots to get into, plenty of news and notes to get into, and what better way to do that than, of course, with the front page. 
Read all about it. Read all about it. The top stories of today. I got the early edition. Hot off the press. It's the front page on the Morning Blitz. Front page, really? Starting with the Major League Baseball playoffs, and uh, the divisional round is already set. All it took were two days to decide four baseball games. They were all three-game series that concluded in two zero sweeps. Earlier in the day, the Rangers took care of the Rays 7-1. to I mean, it looked like as if the Rays didn't even have a pulse in the postseason. They, they remember that was the hottest team in baseball when the season began. Didn't they start off like... 20 and 2 or something like that. I mean, they were absolutely nuts how hot the Rays got off to at their start. And they still ended up having 99 wins on the year. They couldn't get to the the century mark. The Rangers just had phenomenal pitching in both games. They got a great start out of Jordan Montgomery two nights, two days ago. Nathan Avaldi was the star last night there. For the Rangers as he works six and two thirds, a six hitter with a single run and eight strikeouts for Evaldi. Uh, and then uh, got a big home run from Evan Carter. Also, Adolis Garcia had a home run as well. They they piled on. They had a four run fourth and just was pretty much over from then because the Rays offense was completely lost and pitching has a hard time keeping up when your offense cannot seem to put forth any type of uh of pulse so that certainly helps so once again the rangers beat the rays they will be taking on the orioles starting here on saturday also coming up here uh from last night you have the twins hosting the blue jays a 2-0 victory for the twins as they sweep and they get their first playoff series win in 21 years they won for the first time in 21 years two days ago they win their first series Last night, 2-0. They got out hit by the Blue Jays, but it didn't matter. Once again, great p- great pitching from the Twins. Sonny Gray goes out there, throws five innings, a five-hitter with two with six strikeouts. They had a great defensive play, uh, picking off Vlad Guerrero at second base. And they got a just enough offense in the bottom of the fourth inning as they were able to manufacture a couple of runs. And that's all they needed. The Twins with the victory. And like I said, it's a neat story to see a team that, you know, 21 years ago, I mean, there's there's people that listen to this radio show that weren't alive the last time that the Minnesota Twins uh, were able to advance into the Major League Baseball postseason. And the biggest reason why, go back to what Dan Lucero said, our good friend, you know, the Twins have always usually have to face the Yankees in the first round. The Yankees aren't there this year. The Blue Jays are, and the Blue Jays took a tumble, which, by the way, hurts uh, myself because I remember picking the Blue Jays to be in the World Series with the Padres, so I was off all along, but nonetheless... Now I'm completely out of it. Moving on, it was a great day for yours truly. The Diamondbacks once again come back from behind to beat the Brewers. The final 5-2 yesterday after coming back to win 6-3 two nights ago. They were down 2-0 after the bottom of the first. Zach Gallon, the Diamondbacks starter, got started out a little rocky. Milwaukee took advantage of it. And then Arizona found their bats in the middle innings. It was a very similar game to two nights ago. Uh, Alec Thomas gets a solo shot in the fifth and then a big four spot in the bottom of the sixth inning that allows Cattell uh, Marte to drive in a couple of runs to give Arizona the lead and then a wild pitch would allow and then a little bloop single to left gets in a little bit more insurance so 5-2 the final Arizona advancing it was the first playoff series victory for the Diamondbacks since the year I graduated high school 2007 that's the last time the Arizona Diamondbacks 
won a playoff series. And they did win one there over the Milwaukee Brewers. A very impressive showing from the Diamondbacks, who uh, now have to go face off against the Dodgers, their NL West rival or counterpart, however you want to put it. Uh, Certainly a tall task for Arizona. But as I was saying last night, I just sat there. They got a series win in the postseason. Every, to me, in my opinion, everything from this point forward for Arizona is gravy. If they if they beat the Dodgers, amazing. That's awesome. If they end up losing to the Dodgers, hope they don't get swept, but they end up losing to the Dodgers, you know what? That's okay. I, this team, to me, is ahead of schedule. Two years ago, they had just lost 110 games. They were like the Rockies or the Royals, except worse. They were like that. And now two years later, they're in the postseason with a bunch of new young up-and-comers that are still figuring out the Major League Baseball game. Got a bunch of young guys and a bunch of young pitchers that still need time to develop. So them to get to get into the postseason was huge, to experience postseason baseball, and on top of that, to know how to win in postseason baseball is massive. Setting up for a couple of very big years in Arizona, one would think, if they can keep this group together and continue to develop some young pieces and add a few veterans as well over the next year or so. So I think it's a, it's gravy for Arizona from this point forward. And finally last night, it was a dominant, dominant performance from the Phillies, 7-1 over the Marlins. Right now, no doubt and should be the hands-on favorite to win uh, the World Series. you got to be a little bit concerned that you got to face off against the Phillies. The Phillies are really good. They got two great starts. Aaron Nola was a starter last night. Seven innings, three hits, one walk, three strikeouts. He was very solid. And they have an offense that can absolutely mash. JT Real Muto had a big home run last night. And then a grand slam from Bryson Stott, uh, which had the place absolutely nuts. I mean, that whole... Philly, uh, that whole Phillies ballpark absolutely was just a bonkers scene. All those two wild card games, and will be whenever they get to come. Hopefully, get to come back there in the next five game series versus the Braves. Going to be absolutely bonkers, absolutely bonkers. But yes, uh, that was great. Trey Turner had two hits. Uh, Kyle Schwarber had a big hit down the line, drove in an RBI. They, they hit the ball a ton. They hit it hard when they do hit it. They strike out a lot, but they also, when they do hit it, they hit it a long, long ways. And that can be somewhat of a dangerous deal uh, when you're playing against them. So the Braves have got to be a little bit nervous that they got to face the Phillies, a team that they know very well. And the Phillies know them very well uh, in the next round of the postseason. Which, once again, is the divisional round, which begins on Saturday. And I think it was just released. I don't know. We'll see if they have the schedule out yet or not for this. But it just released on when times would be to get things going. Yes, they have the times out, and it looks like Saturday things will kick off with Texas at Baltimore. Uh, then they'll have Minnesota at Houston following that, Philadelphia at Atlanta, and then the nightcap game will be Arizona at the Dodgers. No surprise there uh, with those teams being on the West Coast. So there you go. Uh, like I said, Major League Baseball wild card round. Done. I think it was the first time or the quickest time that four or you know it was the first time ever that four teams had had been eliminated on the same exact day in Major League Baseball postseason history. That's what it was. So pretty neat to see. Uh, very cool. And Major League Baseball play, our postseason rolls on Saturday. Continues to get going on Saturday. All right, let's move on here on the front page. Colby Community College volleyball handed a loss last night on the road. CCC lost 
to Cloud County in Concordia. Cloud will win the first two sets, 26-24 and 25-19. Colby would take set three, 25-17. T-Birds took the fourth set, 25-22 to take the match. That loss for Colby drops them to 13-9, 5-5 in the Jayhawk. And that was a big loss because it now drops them from what is the four seed in the postseason or in the West Division bracket all the way down to the sixth spot. They drop behind Garden City, a team they've lost to, even though they have the same record, but they've lost the head-to-head with them. Um, and I forget the other team they lost to, or they dropped behind as well, but they dropped from fourth down to sixth, a chance to rebound on Monday when they return home to host Pratt Community College. There is some volleyball on tap for tonight. Hoxie will be at Trigo for a triangular. Phillipsburg will also be there. Triplanes Brewster hosting a triangular with Rollins County, I believe. Uh, Goodland will host a triangular with uh, Colby and Scott City. We'll have coverage of that triangular right here on 1025 UROC. As the Cowgirls welcome in the Eagles for the second time in the past 10 days and welcome in the Scott City Beavers for the first time this year to the Max Jones Fieldhouse. We'll have coverage starting at around 3 o'clock Mountain Time with first serve set to begin around 3.30 uh, for Goodland Cowgirl Volleyball. Also today, Mid-Continent League cross-country meet happening. I don't know where. I didn't ever see where it was happening, but Mid-Continent cross-country league, probably happening in Hayes be my guess. But the MCL cross-country meet happening, of course, Hoxie, Oakley, uh, a few teams going there. I think also Colby is running there as well. Uh, not as part of the Mid-Continent League meet for this Mid-Continent League trophy, but a part of it to continue to run. So, Also news yesterday. Oh, wait. One more local sports story before we get out of here. Uh, yesterday, Keisha released their 2024-2025 football district assignments. Once again, it's to me, it's not a humongous deal. Especially when it looks when who's your who's in your district. I mean, some some things will change. I don't think much did when it comes to who is in your respected district. Like in six man, you've got Northern Valley, Bird City, Western Plains, Healy, Golden Plains, Weck, uh, Weskin, Tri Plains, Brewster. Not a surprise there. You know, an eight man D two, you've got Dighton, uh, Wheatland, Grinnell, Logan, Palco, Wallace County, Greeley County, and that uh, Division one in eight man, you've got. Rollins County, Hill City, Hoxie, Decatur County, St. Francis, Stockton. I mean, there's there's not a bunch of changes. Um, in 1A, Oakley's in with uh, Stanton County, TMP, Plainville, Smith Center, Syracuse. So I don't want to sit here and say like there's a bunch of shocking deals like the, those are, but it is interesting to see the crossover because usually, you know, District 8 will play District 7 and District 6 will play District 5. When they get to the postseason, and in this new f- and in this format that they've had for the last handful of years now, you know, of course, it helps decide on where you're going to go if you make the postseason. Who are you going to host if you make the postseason? If you don't make the postseason, who's going to be in that kind of play, that uh, bowl game type deal that they do in week number nine? And I was just looking at three A: Colby, Goodland, Holcomb, Hugoton, Scott City, all going to stay the same for three A. Uh, but District Seven, the crossover district, is different. Anthony Harper, Chaparral, Cheney. Clearwater, Pratt, and no Andale. Wichita Collegiate, though, will fill in. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's Wichita Collegiate. They're still a really, really good football program. But it's not Andale who's won how many in a row? Still really good, though. So to get Andale out of the crossover district kind of helps a little bit there. So anyway, and once again, maybe and maybe they're going to change up who the crossover districts are. But in previous years, it's been seven plays eight. Or, uh, yeah, that's how it's usually worked mostly in the past. But that came out. You can find more on Keisha.org if you'd like to read more about that. Uh, news out of the NFL yesterday. 
that had to do with the Denver Broncos as they announced that they're going to either release or hopefully trade pass rusher Randy Gregory. They have about 24 to 48 hours to find a trade partner. If it doesn't happen, they're going to release him. Interesting move by the Broncos considering they signed Gregory to a five-year, $70 million contract back in March of 2022. He's only in his second year of that deal. Uh, just played in six games of the Broncos last season. He was injured, had a one-game suspension for a fight. Um in 2023, he had one sack, nine tackles. So you add, you add it all up pretty much in 10 games for Denver. He had just three sacks and 21 tackles. Like Randy Gregory has been a guy who, like I remember him because he was a Nebraska guy. He was an unbelievable. He was the best. He's the best pass rusher that the last great Nebraska, the pass rusher that Nebraska's ever had. He's a freak. He's an absolute stud. Um, but he had his off the field issues, as sometimes some of the great ones do. I feel like he kind of cleaned that up here as of late. We hadn't heard anything about him being in trouble with that kind of stuff. But at the same time, he hasn't performed. And the biggest reason why Denver probably feels confident letting go of a, a decent pass rusher is that they've got some really good guys coming up. Nick Benito, Baron Browning's going to get healthy. they got some other really good ones. I mean, they made this move because they lost Bradley Chubb, uh, you know, to or they traded him away to the Dolphins, and then they end up bringing in Randy Gregory. You want you need a good pass rush to have success. Grandy just couldn't stay healthy and didn't perform when he really didn't perform to the level that they wanted him at the level and or at the level that they wanted him to. And Sean Payton decided to make a move. And so he is out of Denver. Once again is Randy Gregory. And it's gotta be nice. You know, only played ten games and made somewhere around, you know, fifty, sixty million dollars. Pretty darn nice right there. For Randy Gregory. I, I I would be surprised if that's the end for him. There's got to be other teams out there that would like to take a pass rusher uh, and could use some pass rush help. So I'm expecting he'll be somewhere. I don't know if he'll get traded somewhere or picked up in free agency, but I would be surprised if if, if his career is over. I'm, I'm expecting he will go somewhere else with still once again a lot of money in his bank account. So there you go. Uh, that is the front page here on this thursday morning let's uh let's get to a break and we come back we have plenty more to get to here on the morning blitz uh including our conversation with gopowercat.com's ryan gilbert our good friend ryan is going to join the show next and we'll talk about kansas state how did they handle their bye this week you know listening to uh you know that's the biggest thing you listen to uh, you know, Chris Kleiman, a couple of days ago in his presser, he sounds refreshed. He sounds re-energized. You know, he was kind of doom and gloom. I want to say doom and gloom, but kind of gloomy a little bit uh, about, you know, after that win against UCF, how banged up his team was, but they found a way to win. He seemed a little bit down. He seems refreshed and recharged and ready to tackle the rest of the season for Kansas State. And so we'll get what Brian, Brian Gilbert's thoughts are on that next here on the Morning Blitz.